Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Listen 90 minutes from wherever you are. Kirk Morrison is in today for Shit Dano. Shit <laughs> And here yeah, is fun. producer Funchy, who's got what we need to know. Let me just say something, Scott. I had a great time with you last night. Oh, My brother. Great, we, great time, man. What a, wasn't that so much fun? Yeah, yeah. How many tacos did you eat? Man, I didn't eat as much as you guys. I probably ate maybe four or five. See, my problem was the first spot we went to, I had five tacos. You overloaded, right? right? You yeah. overloaded. No, yes. no, well, no, I didn't overload. I just was like, I had five out the shoot, you know? Like, right out of the gate, I had five tacos. Kirk, five tacos is nothing, right? Yeah, five tacos is nothing, man. You can do that. Especially, you guys went to multiple spots, yeah. too. So, for right. me, I would have kept it. Wait, we went to, wait, four different? Three different three, spots. Three, three spots. Yeah, so... It, very easily, I could have done three tacos per spot. Right. So I went and five then, tacos first spot. But then you throw. But in then the you toast. see those little. Yeah, he, you you he, see those little tacos though. You're just like, I can eat more. I can right. eat more. Right. It just depends right. on what you order. And like Cap already threw in earlier that the tostado was like a dessert. Like yeah, I had about what, eleven really tacos good. and yeah. a tostado on the side. Like <laughs> yeah. like the tostada and the taco as well. Man. <laughs> right. Come on. Right. Well, the, the difference was is that the tostada had the taco that was like matzah. Like it was like a shell that, that was <laughs> you know like down matzo. on the bottom. Right. And so I had five tacos, then two tacos with the tes- tostada, then I had four tacos to finish it all off. Eleven tacos, mm. one tostada. Funchy, that was a great time, man. Yes. I, I was glad to Can't be with you. Can't wait for the next one. Can't wait for the next one, man. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. Right. Uh, so last night, remember yesterday we were talking about Mega Millions? Mm-hmm. How it was like $840 million? Well, no one won last night, so it jumped to $1.2 billion, basically. Yeah. $1.02 billion. So, okay. When is the next drawing? The next Kirk- drawing is Friday night. Friday okay, so we're Kirk buying Morrison, tickets. Listen, here's what I did, Kirk. What's that? I bought 11 tickets. They're $2 a piece. Mm-hmm. I bought 11 tickets. I bought $22 worth of tickets. And I said to the guys yesterday, I said, we're going to win. And we were going to divide it five ways. It was going to be me, Laura, Funchy, Beto, yeah. and Chris Morales. Um, Beto made a point to say that Sedano was not in because he wasn't in studio yesterday, so he was okay. officially out. But Laura said she was going to give Sedano some of her winnings, mm-hmm. and Morales also offered up some of his winnings for Sedano. They didn't say how much. They just said they were going to give some of their winnings. Yeah, so we, you know, a few, a few dollars. Right, So we, but we didn't win the $820 million, so, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because now we're going to come back and we're going to win the $1.2 billion. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you what, they, what the, the uh, take-home is if you just take the yeah, lump what, sum? What is the take-home of the lump sum for Can I take $1.0 point zero Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. Is it six? I think it's like six fifty, right? No, six hundred and oh two million. I was kind of six hundred two million. So six hundred. Wait, six. Wait, six. Oh two hundred million. Yeah. Two hundred thousand. Is that what? No, no. Six hundred two million. Six hundred two million. Oh, six oh two million. Six oh two million. Wow. I was off by forty eight million. Six oh two million. That's. And not right. even that, right. 602 million and a half. <laughs> Divided okay. by five is 125 40. million a piece. Wow. I'm down. I wasn't, I was close. I was close, one Jerry. Yeah, because the thing about it is, I think I'm, I will go out and I'm going to buy five tickets. I'm going to buy five tickets. It's 10 bucks. And if for some reason you guys just don't ever hear from me again. <laughs> if you want, like, if, if you, you want, just know, like you're like, man, whatever happened to Kirk? If like, you if you want to be here, like just know. Kirk is like, Morrison, I'm out, Morrison, bro. Morrison, if you won and yeah. you had a Rams game the next day, would you would you show up? In Stan Crocky Booth, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking in his door. I'm in his suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I want to be a partner in the Rams. I don't want to broadcast hey, the Rams. What's up, brother? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's great. I'm knocking. I'm kicking his door down. <laughs> All right. Well, well, the chance of winning a single ticket, or just one ticket, or wow. whatever, is roughly one in three hundred million. Wow. Okay. One in three hundred million. Now, yeah. let wow. me ask a quick question here. So nobody won the eight hundred plus million, which is why it jumps to over a billion. And yeah, the, the right. next drawing is on Friday. Okay, um, 
there were, I think I read this earlier, I think there were five tickets that had five of the six numbers. Mm-hmm. One of them in San Bernardino. Okay. Mm. And, and, and if you have five numbers, how much did you win? You like a, a consolation prize? Was yeah, that? no, I, 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 I want to say, no, no, I'm, I'm almost sure it was like a little bit more than a million dollars per person. Oh, word. I didn't know that. That's so, yeah. so if you got. I'll the, take you, that. Right. If you, yeah, but <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want to win the million when you really are hoping to win the, the 1.2 billion. I'll take that million. I know, yeah, but that's, you, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I might not show up to work the next hold day, on. too. Yeah, <laughs> time out, Cap. Hold on. I know what the grand prize is, but it's okay to get, get the silver medal. Yeah. I know, you but, know what I mean? But Kirk, I'm watching I the you... World Track Championships the other day. The Tell people, from, they was like, oh, my God, we came in second. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> that's good. Hey, you know what? Not everybody going to win, but I'm walking away with something. Yeah, trust me. Well, but Kirk, you've been to, to like these celebrity <laughs> golf tournaments, right? Correct. And, and on hole number five, I'm playing it one like, Friday. Oh, it's like, okay, hole number five, they'll be like, "Hey, if you if you hit this part three, you get a hole in one, you right. get this brand new Maserati." And you're like, "Ooh, I want to win that." And then when you get to hole like twelve, it's like, "Hey, if you get a hole in one, you win this new driver." And you're like, "I don't want to win that. This is not where I want to get a hole in one." <laughs> so I don't want to win a million dollars in the lottery. I want to win one point two billion dollars in the lottery. Hey, I'm trying to win the billion. But if they say, oh, you won't win the billion, but guess what? Here's a million because you got five right. Oh, I'm happy because I know that what I spent for this ticket is nowhere near what I'm taking home. So All you right, got to understand, true. I'm that's taking true. the consolation prize. Because like I said, I'm walking away with something instead of nothing. Well, right now, I think I'm walking away with nothing. I've got 11 <laughs> tickets from yesterday. Funchy, do you know the numbers, the winning numbers? Yes, I do. I, yes, right, I do. It's seven 29, 60, 63, 66, and 15. And the, the mega number was 15? Oh, the mega number was 15, yes. Okay. Let me just tell you right now, this is great news for us. I don't have one number on any of my 11 tickets. Not one <laughs> number that you just said do I have on 11 tickets. You know, like sometimes you're like, ooh, I'm getting excited. I've got two. You know, I don't have one number on any of my 11 tickets of the numbers you just read, and you said the mega number was 15? Yes. Closest thing I got is 13 and 18. Cap, do you go old school and pick your own numbers, like, you I know, don't. old people? I don't. I let the machine like pick them. How about you, people? Kirk? <laughs> yeah. I just... Oh, man. No, I, I've, I've just go with the random. Yeah. Because if you start picking yeah, numbers. Yeah. But, you know, just... oh, you know, you see the old people at the stores and stuff, yeah. at, the, at the front, they're just picking their numbers and stuff, you know, holding up the line and everything. That would be my mother. She'd be like, you know, my <laughs> son's favorite number is 17. My grandson was born on the 11th. I have a granddaughter born on the 16th. I've got another one that was born on the 9th. And my mega number is going to be mine, which is 11. So, like, my mother would go in there and, like, Don't not hate only. On that. No, no, not only would she fill in her own card. She would like tell the clerk her entire story as to why she's picking these numbers. Oh, that's a little much. That's a little much. But you know what? Sometimes with your own stuff, you can win some money. Don't hate on that. I'm not hating. Don't hate. I celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's what you need to know. It's being brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Listen, 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. We have a couple of winners of the Wilding T-shirts, yes, the Sedano and Cap Wilding T-shirts. We had caller number five and caller seven. Everybody says they want these T-shirts now. Laura, do you know the names of our winners who are now going to be? I want to ask everybody to do this. When you get a Sedano and Cap T-shirt, I want you to rock it, and then I want you to post it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Two, two important things. Rock, post. Rock, post. Rock, rock post, hashtag. Boom. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. So shout out to Alan from Glendale, who won himself okay. a T-shirt, and Miguel from Laguna Hills. We are right. going to give more away throughout the show, so make okay. sure you guys listen. All right, we have more of the Wilding T-shirts, the Sedano and Cap T-shirts that Laura and I were modeling for you yesterday uh, on the bridge and around the different taco shops around town. And so the taco pop-ups is what I should really call them. Hey, Kirk, I want to ask you, um, I was watching SportsCenter, mm-hmm. and I saw um, a preseason training camp press conference mm-hmm. with former Rams offensive coordinator... Kevin O'Connell. And I don't know if you, Laura, I don't know if you and Funchy know this or not, but when Kirk was a a ball player in college down Mm -hmm, at San Diego mm -hmm. State, 
I had Kirk Morrison on the radio all the time. I'd be like, hey, he's the star <laughs> of the San Diego State defense. Here he is. You have mentioned that because yeah. I think, Kirk, ha- Kirk, you've co-hosted with Cappy, and you guys yes. have talked about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go back long ways. Long, long, time. long, time. long time. Long time. I yes. mean, to where these guys, I mean, Kirk was literally in college and was going to become an NFL player. Little did we all know that he was going to become a broadcaster. But at 19, 20, 21 years old, we would have him on the radio Damn, all the baby time. Kirk. Baby yeah. Kirk. Oh, little, little baby Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, and hanging, hanging with the big dogs. <laughs> hanging with <laughs> the big <laughs> dogs. <laughs> but I see Kevin O'Connell, who was the offensive coordinator of the Rams, and Kevin O'Connell looks like he's 13 years old, yes. you know, <laughs> and looks like he just uh, hit puberty and got bar mitzvahed. And, <laughs> and he's like a head coach of an NFL football team now. I'm just curious for, I mean, you go way, way back yeah. with this guy. Because just like Kirk, uh, this kid, Kevin O'Connell, he was coming on the radio with me back then. And, and we would bring him in to like co-host a show. And then, you know, after his, his playing career, he'd come in and actually, you know, co-host a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just blows my mind to see guys going from college player to pro player to getting their foot in the door in coaching, and then they're not even 40 years old, and they become NFL head coaches. Oh, shucks, Scott. Oh, come on, Scott. I mean, that, that that's that's Kevin O'Connell. That's my Kevin O'Connell impersonation. The oh, shucks. The, oh, shucks. Because he, he's an all oh, shucks guy. You know, yeah. he's – but it, it's fun to see, like, the, the guys who uh, – for me, watching him as a young quarterback, he was my quarterback in college for two years, right? That's he my re- quarterback. Yeah, he redshirted one year, and he was the scout team quarterback, and he used to torch us. I'm like, why can't we play this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> they were like, no, we redshirted him. He's going to play next year. So he came in as a, as a redshirt freshman. He started at quarterback, and he did an unbelievable job, and you knew he was going to – you know, get drafted at some point. He just looks like a quarterback. You ever know, like, the guy who walks in the room and everyone can just point out, like, what do you think of the position he plays? He looks like a quarterback. You know, six foot five, got that great jawbone, outstanding hair. He just looks like the prototypical quarterback, right. California quarterback at that. Yeah. But to watch his career develop and now be a head coach, it's fun too. And then think about what Sean McVay is doing. Sean McVay has four head coaches in the league. Like his coaching tree, Sean McVay isn't even 40 yet. Right. And his coaching tree is longer. Not not saying like longer than like Belichick's, but his the success of his coaching tree is one to be seen right now. Think about it. Right. Lafleur mm-hmm. has been to back to has won three straight. It's not one three straight, but three consecutive thirteen win seasons in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We know about Zach Taylor, who just went to the Super Bowl as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Who took the lowly Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, Bengals to the Super Bowl in the second year of a quarterback who missed virtually his entire rookie season due to a knee injury. Yeah. Now I mean, we're, incredible. We're, we're rating on Brandon Staley. So this is only his second year, but he's got an outstanding roster and a quarterback that a lot of people love and Justin Herbert. And then yeah, but I'll, you know, but you you know the unfortunate story for Brandon Staley is that, you know, he's coaching for the Chargers. So I know, man. listen, so no matter what the oh. paper says, no matter no matter how much talent they say they have on paper, they're still they're just still the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, yeah, still the Chargers, yeah. And then finally Kevin O'Connell. And it's you know, I, I love seeing that, too, because it's, it's people who you know, so there's a reason for you to cheer. There's a reason why you, you're you going to watch. And he's going through his first training camp as a head coach. So it's always funny because, you know, you share a locker room with him, and now this dude is the leader of men. He's right. a leader of 53 men, well, right now 90 because of the roster. But he's got to lead coaches and players. And to me, Scott, it's always different when you have a young leader where I can tell you he probably doesn't have more than – I would say probably more than half of his staff is older than he is. Mm-hmm. And yet there is just this uh, ability that young folks have that guys just gravitate to. It doesn't matter the age, right? You, you talk to Sean McVay for five minutes and you feel like a better person. <laughs> you, you feel smarter about football. And I think that's where the NFL is going, especially now having guys who live here in L.A. and now get to get a chance to go somewhere else and, and be a head coach. Yeah, I mean, really, all you have to do is high-five Sean McVay in the following year. You're pretty much a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> all right, slight exaggeration, but seriously, it's amazing to see the offspring that he has already produced around the NFL all before McVay is 40. We'll talk some more Rams a little bit later on in today's broadcast, but coming up, the owner of the Clippers is consumed with overtaking the Lakers. We will get to that story. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, now this is one of my favorite songs, you know. I mean, every time you play this, Laura, you know I get up and jam. I know. And you know what? I know it's not technically the weekend because it's hump day today, but I feel like it's a weekend because of what we did last night. I know. I got, I got home late last night. Problem is, is that I wake up at the same time every morning. Do so, you? Yeah, every morning, same time. Like no alarm five, at all? No alarm, zero. Wow. You guys don't do that? Nah, I used to. I nah, used I to. Alarm. Kirk probably does, though. Yeah, no alarm. Don't need it. Don't need it. Mm, Kirk, see? what time? What time you automatically just naturally wake up? So it's a little bit different now because the sun is now going, uh, like rising later. Mm. So to me, I'm a 5.30 riser, but because the sun is now starting to get up about 6 o'clock, I've been sleeping in just a little bit, but I don't need an alarm. 5.15, 5.30, I'm up. Yep, same. No alarm needed. But what happened, what I was saying, Kirk, was that last night, because of this taco tour, we didn't get done eating tacos and just crushing tacos and hanging out with everybody over in East L.A. We didn't get done until, I don't know, what time do you think it was, Laura? Maybe 10 or so? Yeah, ten, what, about 10. 10 yeah, o'clock, about 10 Laura, o'clock. Funchy? I mean, what time do you guys think we got done last night? Uh, whatever uh, time it was. I think 10.30, right, Funch? I think of right, right before 10. Right before really? 10. Because I got home at 10.30. Oh, you did? Uh, well, yeah. you know, Beto and I were at the JW drinking, so yeah. right. it's a little no, skewed. No, me and Morales, we got back to L.A. Live. We got in the car, and we started to head south, and I had to drop Morales off at the train station in mm-hmm. Anaheim, right by Angel Stadium, and by you know the, the, uh, by the pond. I guess that's what we used to call it anyway. The pond. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> uh, and then I cruised all the way back down south. You know, Kirk, I, I go all the way to South L.A., you know. Yeah. South L.A. South I, L.A. I got to South L.A. Known as San Diego. San Diego. Just San Diego southern County. part of L.A. So. <laughs> so anyway, listen, I get home, and I wind up going to sleep at like 1230 last night. But I wake up right at the same time, like 5.58, right there. There was no extra sleep just because I went to sleep later or because I got home later. So I understand what you're saying, Laura, about feeling like it's uh, it's already feeling like today's Wednesday, but we're headed towards the weekend already, right? Yeah, man. Like, I really, like, I woke up a little too late because I didn't get home from work because I still had to come back to work, like, on one. But I, I literally told my boyfriend, I was like, yo, we got, like, a day because we're going to Disneyland on, on Sunday. He's like, baby. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. You, you on the wrong day. I was like, holy smokes, you right. But I felt like it was Friday, no lie, because yeah. of everything we did. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Hey, um, Kirk, I got to run this by you because, you know, we, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, I don't know how it came up, but we were saying about the Chargers, how, you know, they may have a, a roster that everybody looks at and says, you know, they're a great team. Oh, it was about Brandon Staley. That's how Correct. it came up. Yeah. Right. And so um, – that may be true, but that's generally always been the case. And for whatever reason, organizationally, that's just a franchise that just can never get out of its own way. They always seem to find a way to screw something up, no matter how young and exciting their quarterback is, no matter how fresh-faced their new coach is, no matter what free agent they go out and sign in the offseason. Something always seems to screw up with that franchise. And... When I think about the Chargers, I, 
I compare them very much to the Clippers. Because the Clippers, kind of like the Chargers, everybody talks about this roster they've gotten, guys who are coming back, and they've got this great coach and this incredible front office. And Okay, great, but something always seems to get screwed up for these guys. And Steve Ballmer, their owner, was interviewed on ESPN, and he's talking about the new uh, arena that they're building right across the street from SoFi Stadium. Have you seen any of this? Uh, uh, the What is it? Intuit? Is that, the is that what it's called? Intuit Dome. Intuit yeah. Dome. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a slug. Are you into it? <laughs> the it's a Intuit No, we not. <laughs> the Intuit Dome. Uh, well, I, I've seen a couple of the renderings. Um, I think I saw a blip of it on the news. As but a, as many times as you, you've gone down to SoFi Stadium, you've never driven by and seen the uh, construction? When I'm going to SoFi, I am one-minded. I am going to SoFi, brother. I am headed down Century, making my left right there at the Hollywood Park Casino, and I'm at SoFi. I'm not looking at nothing else around there. I'm going right to SoFi because if you blink, you can get caught into a traffic jam, and now you've spent an extra 20 minutes in traffic trying to get away from the game or to the game. So, yeah, no, mm-mm. I feel you, but if instead of looking to the left at Hollywood Park Casino, if you just look across the street to the right, that's where they're building this brand-new Clippers arena. But Balmer was interviewed by ESPN, and, and Funchy, do you have this audio? Can we hear what, yes, we do. We what, do. what Balmer said? Go ahead. You said this is Laker town. No. Laker Clipper. And someday I want to be able to say Clipper Laker. I think it's another statement that says, hey, look, we're nobody's little brother. We're a real team. At the end of the day... <laughs> We still got to win games. We got to win championships. If we can give that to Clipper Nation and fulfill my responsibility as a steward, then I'll feel good. All right. So I know most people are not Clipper fans, but can I ask everybody a question? Mm -hmm. Don't you like Steve Ballmer? Do I like Steve Ballmer? Yeah. Yeah. I I think he brings an energy. He brings, I think, what you want in an owner, uh, a guy who you could tell it means something. He's more than just an owner. He's really a fan of his own team, and you see that. It, you know, how many times have we watched him on the baseline, right, where he sits at, and you can see with every move or every play how excited and how twisted, and he's like, oh my god, you know, he's, you know, kind of one of those guys who was just totally in love with his basketball franchise. And you got to love that about him, though. That's what I do admire about him. Yeah, the other thing is, though, is that when you are as ultra-wealthy as Steve Ballmer is, correct, you are not accustomed to being anybody's little brother. You know, you are not uh, satisfied with, yeah, we're the second banana in town when it comes to NBA basketball teams. You heard at the beginning of it, he's like, you say this is a Laker town. It's a Laker-Clipper town, and I want it to be a Clipper-Laker town. The likelihood is, no matter how rich Steve Ballmer is, no matter how much he cheers, no matter how big his smile is, no matter how likable many of us find him to be, the reality is he's not likely to ever be able to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Now, it's hard for somebody like him to understand that because he's one of the richest men on the planet and you're kind of accustomed to being able to get your way. But in this particular relationship between the city of Los Angeles, its sports fans, and its teams, I don't know that the Clippers can ever do anything to overtake the Lakers in this town. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with that. I think everybody out there knows that. Everybody knows this is always going to be a Lakers town. I mean, to me, I still sit back and I'm watching Laker documentaries, right? There's a new one that's on Hulu that's out. You know, I'll watch What's the that winning What's time. What's the new one? What's the new one on Hulu? It's, uh, what is it, the... Um, just the old, old Laker documentaries, man. Like I'm watching all of it. I watched the one on about Magic and Bird. Uh, you watched all, all those episodes on uh, Apple TV. All of it. I'm, anything that has been Lakers for me, like because I was such an infant, young, and not understanding of what that time of basketball was like in Los Angeles. You kind of want to relive it, right? Even though I wasn't born here, you live here now. You want to know about the culture. You want to know about what that time was like. Remember, this is all pre-social media era. So you can't watch a lot of clips. you got to really go digging to go find some of the clips of what happened. But to listen to the people talk about how how fun it was to live in L.A., especially for me when I used to – I still talk so – Alumni Day is coming up for my uh, my franchise that drafted me, the Oakland Raiders at the time. Okay, um, but when they moved to Los Angeles, and they have our Alumni Day in Vegas, by the way, coming up in a couple weeks. 
But when I see the Raiders from Oakland, Los Angeles, now in Vegas, all the alumni come back, it's the dudes that played in L.A. And I was like, remember, and this is where they won a Super Bowl at. It was in Los Angeles, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, tell me how it was in L.A. He was like, oh, man, you got to understand how cool it was, Kirk. I was like, well, tell me. Tell me what it was like. He's like, because remember, this is, ain't nobody even, this is, Clippers ain't even thought about then. He's like, this was a Laker town, and the Raiders was there playing. So we would have a 105 kickoff, right? We go out there. He said, we go out and blast somebody. We, we beat up on some team, right? So the game's over at 430. And we got the limo out waiting in the parking lot. I said, oh, tell me more. I said, yeah, we got the limo. We all hop in the limo. We head straight down from the L.A. Coliseum, headed straight to Inglewood to the Forum because we're going to the Laker game. And now we get to the Laker game, and now you got magic and just, just the showtime aspect of it. And you go into the forum club, and we forgot that it was a basketball game at times. And then <laughs> you go back to the game, and then magic, and all the guys would come out. But it was a winning success. It, it, it brought a part that people will never, ever forget. And so it's hard to come in and take that and try to over overtake that, I should say. That's what the Clippers are trying to do. They're trying to overtake memories that people have had about the one true basketball team in Los Angeles that has won a championship, won multiple championships, won 17 of them, that it's it, it's going to be – I mean, one championship, even if the – like I say, even if the Clippers got one championship, Scott, I don't even know who would show up to the parade. <laughs> like, I'm just being real. No, like, no honestly, one. like they, they could win a championship – and I would, and they would say, "Oh, the Clipper parade is t- is on Tuesday or whatever." I would be shocked if they have a parade. I mean, or if if more than, I would say, what ten thousand, fifteen thousand people show. I mean, people show up for games. So I, I'll give them fifty thousand. Maybe people out there listening could could give me a number of what they would think. How many Clipper fans would show up for a parade? Where where would they even have the parade at? You know what I mean? I don't know, but I'll tell you this much right now. Listen, I respect Steve Ballmer. If he's driving around right now, yo, Steve, what up? Shout out. But the thing is, is this, is that no matter how much money you have, no matter how much you are accustomed to getting your way because you're the richest guy or one of the richest guys on the planet, you can build your own arena, which, by the way, I applaud. and I think it's a brilliant idea because part of being little brother is happening to, to play in, in the arena that the Lakers call home. And even when the Clippers have the floor down with their logo on it, there are more Laker fans in the building when those two teams are going head-to-head. I understand why he wants it to be the way he wants it to be, but I just don't think that Steve Ballmer will ever get what he wants which is for the Clippers to be equals, if you will, to the Lakers. All right, coming up next, it is time for Radio Tinder. And stick around because we're going to tell you how can you win those Sedano and Cap Wilding t-shirts. Information coming. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. And let me Very promote nice. Christopher will be on the show at 6.15 to talk more about Taco Night last night. Boy, he had a great Tacos. time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. I was a little worried, though. That I felt like maybe he was looking at his watch, like, let's get going here. No, no, no. <laughs> you were looking at your phone, so we were all wondering if it was Rachel checking in wow. on you. Yeah, me and Chris were driving south. And uh, Rachel called, and me and Chris had a full conversation with her. We'll get to it. <laughs> Kirk Morrison is in today for shit on him. 
And it is time for Radio Tinder being brought to us by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. And Funchy, we're ready to roll. All right, guys, this is really, really interesting to me. Apparently, Eagles quarterback, backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, has been living in a van since February 20th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he had he had this van, um, and he wants to go like hippie style. He's been living in a van all like for like the last five months. I think traveling around Florida or whatever, doing whatever. And um, the the van has an AC unit, a fridge, a bed. It has all the you know right. nice amenities of you know a van could have. Uh, but with the season coming up, he's selling a van. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. He's selling a van for twenty five thousand, and it has over one hundred and forty six thousand miles. So, mm-hmm. question here, guys, or or Cap, would you live in a hooked up van for six months? Swipe left or swipe right? I'm going to swipe left. I don't think I could live in a van for six months. Let me say this: if I were by myself, if I were just a solo act. I think no I Rachel. Pro- no Rachel, no kids to deal with. I think I could probably pull it off. But if you like being in a relationship with a lady <laughs> and you have kids that you got to deal with, it's very hard to imagine. But I will say this, in the in the last couple of years, I feel like so many people have bought vans or sprinter vans or conversion vans, things where they're like, "You know what? I'm just out here traveling because I don't have to be anywhere for work." So I'm just just out here doing this. I, I would like to see his van, though. I would like to see it, though, before I decide if I would buy it for twenty five grand. Mm. Looking at it right now, it's not really a van, isn't it? More like a school bus. Well, I see van. I yeah. it usually looks like, it says a van. I'm yeah. I'm swiping right on this one, dude. Uh, and, and the thing about this, Funch, I'm glad that you brought this story to my attention because I feel like this is one of the things that I I wanted to do when I was in the NFL. I was a young bachelor, you know, mm-hmm. came into a you know, nice little bit of change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have the responsibilities that I have of now mm-hmm. that I could have probably got me a nice little sprinter van and like psyched it out, tricked it out mm-hmm. and put a bed and, you know, all the pimp my ride yeah, like back in the day, basically. And then just travel around the country. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't do that enough. Like just. I'm about to just drive. I'm looking at this little sheet of paper right here, this paper company, like Boise, Idaho, right? Mm-hmm. Go travel up to Washington, you yeah, know, the state yeah. of Washington. Go through the, the you know, the Dakotas or something like mm-hmm. that just to be something cool. But, no, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go hang out in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else. Yeah, I wanted to go hang out in Vegas instead. But, no, I, I swipe right because I, I think I really missed out on that. I really wanted to do that. So I, I can live in a van for, I think, six months. Yeah, yeah. like he's been living in a van since February. So yeah, basically about six gotta months. you got to understand, man, they are tr- I, I, I saw it on Instagram the other day, mm-hmm. man. These little vans now. Okay, think about it. You can pull up to a beachfront property and right. just live on the right. beach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, Kirk, I'm That's so glad you're saying. You know what I mean? I'm so jealous of all these people that I see that get to the beach early in the morning. Yes, and there's like a lineup of these Mercedes Sprinter van deals. Oh yeah, all and these people open up the back. They're taking out surfboards. They're taking That's out what tables. I saw. They open up pop the back. up tents. Yeah. Right, and then inside they got a little kitchen. They're cooking bacon mm-hmm. and eggs. They're making coffee. Bacon. Direct TV and stuff. Uh, I'm like, that looks pretty bomb to me. Yeah. I I think that looks cool. You can go to a different beach every day if you want to. I got curly hair, bro. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fudgy. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, I got a couple football players in today. So Russell Wilson did something today that some people might call strange. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? I think I know what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about, about, right? It's like an ongoing debate. He was rocking his own, he was rocking his own game day jersey has, and a first day camp. So he's walking into camp, you know, all the, you know, the, the media's there, whatever. They're taking pictures of him in his game day jersey. Not his practice jersey or whatever, you know, the jersey that he's going to practice in, his game day jersey. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a couple football players like you guys. I know you guys no, have you your own didn't. jersey. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> so right now, Kurt just put on his game day jersey from the softball yeah. game. Yeah. Damn it. I should have brought mine even though yeah, I didn't play. Yeah, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> I brought on my jersey. Yep. Yep. I did. Hey. Yep. So let me finish this, guys. Let me finish this. So, you know, you rock your own game day jersey on a regular day. A regular normal day. Swipe left, swipe right. Morrison. 
I know the answer to this one. Uh, you already know. I'm I'm rocking my jersey. Yes, you is. Now I'm rocking my jersey only because it should be hung up in the 710 Hall of Fame. <laughs> it should be. So should that's be. why I brought it to Facts. drop it off. No, but you cannot wear your own jersey. That is blasphemy. The one thing I always think about is that I can't even wear a current player's jersey in any sport. I only can wear. A th- I can only wear a throwback jerseys. Retired players or right? retired players. That, that that is just. I just can't do it. Like a lot I'm with of people, you, like, man. Oh, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I, it's okay for little kids. You know what I'm saying? Like my kids say, "Oh my God, I want a LeBron jersey." We got like three LeBron jerseys around the house. Like, oh hey, everybody, hun, LeBron jersey, you got him. Fine. I can't wear a LeBron jersey now. If he retires, me, possibly. But for me, I'm old school. Give me the old school dudes, man. I, guys who have retired, I can't wear a current player's jersey. More so. My own jersey. I have my own NFL jersey. I have never worn my jersey unless I'm doing an event for the team. I rock your jersey, for. Morrison. For real, Appreciate I it. rock your jersey. Oh man, I'm retired though, so it's easy. Don't care, it's don't good. care, man. You my man. Thank you, man. But, but I'm retired. But it's you. different. It would be cool though to go to a Raiders game wearing a Morrison jersey. Yeah, but it's different. Like it depends on, you know, the t- some fans are just all in. I get it. Trust me. But for me, as a professional, former professional athlete, it is tough to wear a current player's jersey. All right, but let me, let me jump in here on this whole uh, Russell Wilson issue, though. So here's the thing about Russell Wilson. Kirk, um, a lot of people have this question all the time. Hold on, time out, Scott. Have yeah. you ever worn your pit jersey anywhere when you were in college to school? Of course not. Never. <laughs> okay? but, 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 I'm also, but I'm like you. I don't wear jerseys, and I don't like wear jerseys to work. I think people who wear jerseys to work, I think it's a little ridiculous. But hey, whatever. I, hey, 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 hey. Listen, we had a disagreement I, yesterday about chewing ice. You know what I'm saying, Laura? I mean, we don't see it all the same way. What can I say? I wear my Dodger stuff all the time. I'm wearing a jersey right now. Ice chips? Wearing? Who's that ice chips? Oh, I, yeah. I chew a lot on ice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we had a whole discussion about whether it's professionally acceptable to be doing that in the office around other people, you know? Mm. So anyway, here's the thing about Russell Wilson. Is he corny or is he cool? Kirk. Don't ask Channing Crowder that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He is, I don't know how to describe it. He is. Are you closer to corny or are you closer to cool? Wow. Does being married to Ciara makes him a little yeah, bit more see, cooler? Because yeah. Be- yeah. Before Ciara, he was actually, I won't call him corny, but he was just, yeah, he was a cornball. He was <laughs> a, lot, a lot of corn. <laughs> mm-hmm. But see, he got with Ciara. They've been married for a long time now. She hot. She yeah, has. She yeah, she is. She's changed the way that he's looked. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. That's going to be my next question, so, too. Scott, so, Scott, I don't know if you've ever saw this before, but- Someone had this was on Instagram a long time ago, but they showed the many looks of Russell Wilson, where depending on the time of year, he can actually look a different race every day. Of the year. No, get out of here. Come I on. swear to no. He was like, "You want to see Mexican Russ?" And then I had like his hair like slicked back, and he was like, "You want to see Dominican Russ?" And he, he was Dominican. He was like, "It was crazy because this like." We didn't know this was in him. Like we all remember Russell Wilson being drafted with his then wife at the time screaming like, "Oh my god, I want to be rich." <laughs> and she's like, "Obviously they're not together anymore." But mm. like Russell was kind of like he was just different. Like he was just the dude who was like all into football and now he seems to have changed and not not that he's still into football. No, but I got you. But he's more into now the fashion thing now. He's he wasn't dressing like that before Sierra. I'll just leave it at that. Well, like, let me the dude, this. he was not dressing like that. He was wearing dad jeans, you know, no cuffs at the bottom, like Long just going jeans. all the way. You know, you know when the back of the the back of the um <laughs> the back of the jeans or the pants they like ripping because you didn't cuff them up. Like mm. it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You don't talk about But here's the thing about Russell Wilson. You know, he shows up at Broncos training camp, and it's not like he's wearing the current Broncos jersey. He's wearing a throwback Broncos jersey, the old-school Broncos orange jersey. And by the way, I'm talking about Gardner Winshew, Minshew in that, that van he had. Yeah. Everybody's also talking about the that truck, truck that Russell Wilson <laughs> oh, yeah. was yeah, driving. Yeah, that truck, yeah. I think looks like he was like pulling things out of quicksand. He was hanging out with Beto's homie last night. Seriously. I he took an escalator to get in it. That's how high that thing was but off I, the ground. I, I know it seems really goofy to wear your own jersey, and I agree normally it is. 
Especially if you're like, could you imagine if he's going to a restaurant? But he was wearing like a throwback jersey on the opening day of training camp. So I didn't think Russell Wilson was any goofier than Aaron Rodgers. No, hold on. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers looked like like Nicolas Cage and Con Air. That's right. That Cameron was Poe. Come on, man. Like Is that, that cool? was that was the that was cool. Yeah. Like okay. that was <laughs> And you know he did that on purpose too. Trust me, he doesn't even have to pick out a Halloween costume anymore. He could just do what he did on the first day of training camp cuz he nailed it. Now Russell Wilson showing up in his own jersey. That's like Oh man, I can't just think about it. Matthew Stafford's not showing up to Rams camp on the first day in a Matthew Stafford jersey. What if he showed up on the first day in a Kurt Warner jersey, an old school okay, Kurt Warner Rams jersey? That's Is that different. Cool? That's cool. He's retired. You're giving homage to the guys, but before you, I get that. That's like okay, if LeBron James wearing his own jersey to a press conference, you know, to start the season. Like, come on, man. Like, you just don't <laughs> on, you don't do that. No. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That is uh, Radio Tinder. It's presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning, small batch, premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves, and it's available everywhere fine tequilas are sold or visit tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, coming up. If you were 73 years old, would you get into a wrestling ring? Think about that. And we're going to give you another chance to win a Sedano and Cap Wilding t-shirt coming right back. Stay with us, everybody. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine right. Jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Woo! I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. It Woo! is true. It is true. Kirk Morrison <laughs> is in for Sedano today. My second favorite wrestler of all time, Ric Flair. In one of my all-time favorite Ric Flair, uh, you know, talks, his speeches, or you know, interviews. Kirk, um, Ric Flair, familiar with his work? Uh, fan? Yeah, big fan. Me too. It's part of the Four Horsemen. Come on, oh, man. Dude, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I am a member you. of the Four Horsemen, one of the greatest groups ever. I'm so glad you said this because um, I read a story today on ESPN.com. Not sure if you've seen this. Yeah. So Ric Flair is 73 years old, and he is getting back into the wrestling ring this Sunday for what will be his final in-ring, in-match appearance guy hasn't been in a wrestling ring in 11 years and i mean it wasn't that long ago that the dude was given like a 10 percent chance to survive 
after like a massive amount of heart surgeries and a pacemaker installed and all this other stuff. And now at 73 years old, the nature boy, woo, Ric Flair, is getting back into the wrestling ring. What do you think about that? You know what? I can't see. I mean, first of all, we know that Vince McMahon is retired, right? So the, the owner, uh, president of the WWE has walked away. I think that should be enough. Ric Flair, why are you coming back? I don't, I don't want to see Ric Flair back in the ring. So, honestly, like, what what all can he do? Because he's not going to be in wrestling and, and picking up guys and slamming them. Um, is it him off the top row? I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with what, him coming back. He should just go in and be an antagonizer, right? Just go in and talk, you know, junk to be all the Be a manager, players. right? Yeah, yeah, be a manager. You know, right. yeah, definitely. Be a announcer. What's my guy who used to be with The Undertaker? Remember? Uh, Paul Bearer. Paul yeah, Bearer. You know, right. be a Paul Bearer yes. kind of guy, you know? Mm-hmm. But don't go, don't go back into the ring. I don't want to see it because it's kind of like watching uh, the movie. Was it The Wrestler, right? Was that it called? The yeah, Wrestler? yeah, yeah. That was uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey yeah. Rourke. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Right. I mean, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm envisioning right now. Right. Rick I mean, Blair like, and like, Mickey Rourke. Same, right, like, almost the same. Listen, I loved, loved, loved Ric Flair. Uh, as far as my two favorite wrestlers in my life, Duff the Road, the American Dream, mm-hmm. and Ric Flair. One was the good guy who was like the poor guy, the son of the plumber, you know, this real man of the people kind of stuff. And then Ric Flair was, as we played it for you, roll, you look, you're talking to the Rolex wearing, <laughs> diamond ring wearing, kid stealing, wheeling, dealing, jet flying, limousine riding, son of a gun. I'm having a hard time keeping these alligators down. That's Ric Flair. And, at 73 years old, they've got pictures of him in the wrestling ring, right? And he looks like my father who plays pickleball every day in Boca del Vista Phase 5. So I say to Ric Flair at 73 years old, my man, I appreciate where you're coming from. You are one of my childhood heroes when it comes to sports. I'm not joking here. Mm-hmm. But come on, man, 73 years old and in a wrestling ring? Nah, bro, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. I mean, you, you just you can't do that. I, I can't I, see. I have this vision in my mind of the four horsemen, right? Remember Arn Anderson? Yeah, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Ole Anderson, mm. Enforcer, the Enforcer. You know what I mean? Yeah, those are the guys who I remember. You throw in Ric Flair, and I think at the end it was uh, was it Sid Vicious or Sid Justice? But I mean, both either or, either, either or, or. <laughs> same, same person, right? Yeah, Sid yeah, yeah, yeah. But. You know, I always wanted to be a part of that group. And so, you know, obviously they aged out of wrestling. And now I, I get it. They, like, my memories are safe. Now, he, if he, Ric Flair comes back into the ring, now he's tarnishing my memories of what he once was, right? He had one of the greatest slaps of all time, right? When he would come in and just, whew, he was, whew, you could hear that smack all the all throughout the arena. Right. All throughout the state, the country. Flair chopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, man, just coming back, like I said, just come back and be, you know, a manager. Be somebody. Yes, be a voice. We don't need you to doing the physical stuff, man. That's not it. Please I mean, don't. honestly, like the guy was on his deathbed. He had four heart surgeries. <laughs> um I love Ric Flair. I do. His impact on wrestling is immeasurable. I'm serious here. But to see him, I'm telling you, look at the picture of Ric Flair in the ring. He's wearing a pair of like running shoes. He's got on long basketball shorts. He got on a t-shirt with a couple of necklaces. He doesn't have the hair anymore. He doesn't have the, the juice that, you know, the steroids to make him big and strong looking. He just, he looks like my father is about to get into a wrestling ring. I don't want to see the man get hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to see that, man. And then the, the hair ain't flowing like it once was. Too. Let me you tell you what's going to happen, though. I'll the tell you what's going to happen. Flowing. He he's going to wind up winning this match that he's in this Sunday, and I'll tell you how he's going to do it. He'll put somebody in a figure four leg lock, and he'll get somebody to submit. I don't know. Not at seventy three. Come on, they can't pin a seventy three year old guy one two he three. Can't they lose <laughs> his last match. Right, he can't. Ric Flair cannot lose. The final time ever in the ring, he's going to win with a figure four. That's got to be his finishing move. 
<laughs> I'm just laughing at it. I want to see how it's going to take place because somebody's got to do the dirty work and then somebody comes in with a chair or something and all of a well, sudden. Well, he's not going to be doing all the work. It's a, it's a tag team match. He's going to be tag teaming with his son-in-law, Andre, which he's married to uh, his daughter, okay. Charlie Flair. Okay, and who's and he wrestling? He's taking on uh, Jeff Jarrett. You know Jeff Jarrett? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who's a really good wrestler, a really, really good wrestler, really, really good young wrestler. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, all I'm saying is is if you look at Ric Flair in the ring right now, and I love him. A couple of years ago, pre-COVID, Super Bowl, Miami, I ran into Ric Flair walking into Radio Row Kirk, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you don't understand. I ha- I'm sorry. I, I, I don't get a picture. I have to. I have to, to have Gotta a stop. picture of me and you. Got to. So I love this man, and he looks like a 73-year-old guy who does not belong in a wrestling ring anymore. So I'm worried about him. That's all I'm saying. I love him. <sighs> all right. Hey, uh, Kirk, we're going to give away a couple more of these Sedano and Cap Wilding t-shirts. Now, Laura, you want to give away on the air, but you yes. also want to give away inside the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust community on Twitter. Is that right? Correct. So you guys can call, be caller. Kirk, pick a number. Ooh, pick a number. Ooh. One through ten. One through ten. Oh, no, What's come on. What's come on. Don't restrict on them to back. one through ten. What's come the on. number on my back? What is the number on your... I can't see. Five. All right. Call it number five. Mm-hmm. You guys can win a t-shirt right now. We'll do more later. But yes, we will be giving one in the community. I will be posting a question. First person that responds with the correct answer wins a t-shirt. When's that happening? Yeah, next hour. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Uh, caller number five right now. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Caller number five right now. You're getting that Sedano and Cap Wilding t-shirt. Now, I have seen some uh, some pictures here on Twitter recently. And um seems like everybody really digs this t-shirt from last night. So everybody wants one. Kirk We're going to start giving them one. away. I got mine. Oh, really? What size? Yeah. All they had was XL, man. I need the. I need, no, that's XL. the biggest one we got. I need the two X. No, no, no. And you look. You look good in XL. No, no. See, this is going to be a night shirt now. You know what I mean? Because you wear it around the house and at <laughs> night. Okay. So I'm going. Basically, I'm going to bed with Cap and and, and Shadano. Oh night. wow. <laughs> well, yeah. listen. You wearing an XL would be like me wearing a medium. You know what I mean? Like I'd have it all nice and tight. No. Medium. Like a compression T-shirt no, of some kind. You don't want to be seeing all my organs and all that. That's too tight. Mm-mm. I want to say to a Mexican pug dealer, this is on Twitter, who put out a picture from last night wearing the Wilding T-shirt right there on the bridge, and he and he put a quote in there that said, I ain't choose this street life. This street life chose me. I, I feel that way. That's the way I feel. You know, I didn't pick this. It just picked me. <laughs> it chose you. Yeah. The street life chose you. Okay. Chose me. I didn't choose it. Chose me. Mm-hmm. All right, what we need to know, we're going to find out. Funchy's going to tell us all about it coming right back. we got a lot of stuff we haven't even touched on, but we're going to get to some NFL headlines because we got Kirk Morrison in the house. We might as well throw a bunch of stuff his way. What you need to know, the NFL headlines, and more of these T-shirts all coming up on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.